You're getting way too big for your boots. You're never too big for the boot. I got the big size toes on my feet. Your face ain't big for my boots. Hi everyone, welcome back to our podcast. Uh, welcome to We Ain't Got the Answers. I'm here with Adela, Chris, and we're back after a little bit of a hiatus, uh, but we're here to talk about what's been happening and keep you guys updated. Um, Alright, so we're going to start off with the It's Not That Deep segment. We're just going to go over a few things and discuss to see if it is deep or it's not. So our first topic is uh, Asad Khaled. Is, is that his surname? Yeah, that's his okay. yeah. yeah. Um Chris, you were talking about this. What do you have to say? No, I heard people talking about how... Because he, there was a... I think it was a concert going on mm-hmm. and he took the kid to the concert and he's just passing the kid to people <laughs> to carry the kid I, I felt weird for them because like even for a kid amongst all those people yeah. psychologically yeah. it's not good for them yeah. and uh, like it sparked an argument amongst people that they were asking if the, the way he's been brought up is 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 a good thing or whether it's a bad thing because on one hand uh, Khaled is like DJ Khaled is like creating uh, one path to this kid that he can, like if he wants to, he already has accolades to him, right? Mm-hmm. And then the, on the other part is, like, he's just a kid, maybe he'll grow up and be like, I didn't want all this fame, I didn't want all this, like, why did you make me do all these dumb things, take all these pictures, like, I didn't yeah. want to be involved in this. Thing. What yeah. do you guys think? Yeah. I think... Like baby fever aside, because I do think all the pictures and everything is super cute, and every time I see him somewhere, I, I think he's adorable. But I think he might not feel it as much now because he's still so young and he doesn't really understand much. But I feel like it's going to start to kick in as he becomes a toddler and as he's in the child phase because he's not. I guess this happens with a lot of celebrity kids where you know they don't really get to lead a quote-unquote normal life but with him especially because he is being put into the spotlight so much I feel like he's not going to be able to enjoy his childhood because he's being taken everywhere like yeah. kind of against his will at this point but he's so young that he can't really say anything maybe about like it, right? he's off a little bit yeah like it's it's cute and all but like yeah. he's an executive producer for, for, <laughs> for, songs, an for an album actually <laughs> And you know, it's interesting, you see the lengths that other celebrities go through to protect, to protect their, their kids from the spotlight. From the and like have no paparazzi pictures and yeah. never expose anything about their children and stuff. And you see Khaled do the exact opposite. Yeah. It's very endearing, like it's cute that he loves him. It is his cute that so he's much. he loves him so much, he's obsessed with him. And he's looking out for him, like mm-hmm. in terms of after Khaled has gone or whenever he grows up, but maybe maybe Khaled will ease off the like, guy. I see the exploitation aspect of yeah. it. I think it's weird, and I think it will make. I think the passing around thing is weird. Yeah, and you see, like an, every day, a different celebrity holding a song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but who's to say that Khaled kind of takes a step back, or someone sets him, you know, straight and be like, "Yo, like your son's like bored now. Like, yeah. He doesn't like the attention clearly, or yeah, he's yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah. Or you know, Asad might also just grow up to be a super bratty child yeah. because of so much attention and money, and who knows, right? It's cute. It's cute. Like it's cute, but he should not overdo it. I guess yeah. that would be like. It's also his son, though. Like. And his and they're him and his wife are both uh, like much older in age. Like they're not like younger yeah. parents. So I can see how they are super excited to have yeah. a kid after so long. And you long. can't really tell someone how to raise their child. True. Okay. Like who are we to be police? If you don't like the content about Masadi's, you yeah. don't support it. I mean, we know Chris loves talking about parenting, so <laughs> I can see how. This is off spot. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, yeah, you can't really tell us, like, you know, Khaled, you can't really tell him this. Yeah. But shouldn't be like, shouldn't there be like, 
limits at least like you can you can do this to I, a certain extent and no, no, like like we're not we're not bashing we're just like yeah, kind of yeah. advising ish we can we can I think it's is a strong word I think Assad is not ex- exposure yeah. that he might or might not like as he gets older might, he might feel, feel uncomfortable with it but I swear would feel like if he's actually making him produce his records <laughs> I don't know I feel like, like the one with, with Drake was kind of sounded like the production wasn't that good so you think Assad so probably <laughs> I'm gonna give him credit on that um, so what do you guys think is it that deep or not I mean it's not that deep because Chris, I think you think Chris, it's deep. Chris, you can say it's deep. <laughs> Why are you trying to put it? Just it's deep, it. but not that deep, you know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, it's I, a mild deep. Mildly deep? Yeah. Mildly deep. Yeah, I would say it's like, it's like medium. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's um, I don't. I don't think it's deep now. I think if it continues yeah. up to when he's actually able to understand, then it's that deep. But for Especially now, I'm going like, to say I mean, it's we'll not. We'll never know what facade is like super anti-social and yeah. like does not like his face on it maybe he's yeah. probably tough right like yeah. who knows yeah so yeah alright so it's, it's kind of deep not a little bit deep yeah <laughs> cool alright the next topic that we're gonna talk about is Tanache and <laughs> I'm so sorry if I'm saying her name wrong Tanache what happened to Tanache Tanache um, I think she had an interview recently where she, well, I guess she bashed the media for saying, for basically allowing room for only one female black artist. And she says that Rihanna and Beyonce were taking up that spot. And even though she's super talented, she'll never, even though she's super talented, it's never really, she never, she'll never have that fame. Um, and people didn't agree with it. And then I think she ended the interview saying, um, well, now she's saying her comments are taking out of context. Okay. But she made a comment on colorism, saying that because she's a light, I think she's mixed. She's a light-skinned black woman. Yeah, I feel like she's she's mixed with Zimbabweana. Right. From now on, yeah. She's pretty. She's light-skinned, yeah. and she says that a lot of people don't want to. The black people don't want to accept her as the black female artist because she's light-skinned. And people are like, mm, that's not how colorism works. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's the other way around. Um, like I don't. I mean, she, she 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 has had a few good songs out there, but she doesn't put in as much work for her to, yeah, to claim that because her songs are just man, they're like they're good, but they're like they're none of them, only two one I guess is the only one that got yeah that's, that's the only one I like super talented yeah. that's the thing I feel like for her to be comparing herself to Beyonce and Rihanna and saying that the only reason I'm not making it is because of there's no space because they took it if you're gonna make a claim like that that's fine make it if you're actually putting exactly. in the work and you're as talented as them if this, that's where you're getting but I don't see that talent comment. Um, it's about trying to find a balance where I'm a mixed woman and sometimes I feel like I don't fully fit into the black community. They don't fully accept me even though I see myself as a black woman. Maybe personal, like her personal journey might have made her think that. But like, I think on the musical side, like her and uh, Gina Iko, mm-hmm. like people are along those lines just the music they make is more like underground I feel like because they, they yeah. do a lot of collaborations with underground mm-hmm. musicians yeah. and they do a lot of like like projects that are like experimental yeah. and stuff like that so yeah. 
it's never really mainstream to like they never really have mainstream. Because Aiko's not super talented either. Yeah, right? but like, so is do you think they're comfortable with being that underground artist? Because she's clearly not. Like she wants to be mainstream. I don't know. She, Some she's trying because like like back in 2015 she tried so bad to be mainstream. She had like a lot of hit singles, mm-hmm. if I could call them that. But like still. I don't think it's because people don't people don't accept her. It's just that yeah. her music is not enough to for her to validate validate that claim. Yeah, I I think Chris is right. Like I understand her comment in the context of her being a mixed person. I think that's something that you hear a lot from people that are mixed. That uh, it is hard for them to just identify with one group, or even if they feel like they identify more with one, they're not fully accepted. I think that's fine, but not in the context of her music. Yeah. Because her her whatever she's been producing or putting out there hasn't been to the rating of Rihanna or Beyonce for yeah. them to be the reason that you're not succeeding in the black music industry. So her her claim is because there's hundreds of male rappers and they all look the same and they all sound the same. But if you're a black woman, you're either Beyonce or Rihanna. But then even in the in the black rappers, male rappers, right? Mm-hmm. Very few that actually have that status of Rihanna Beyonce type of status. Everybody else is just like. You make it, but like mm. there's a level you just can't quite so. pass. There's because a lot of really big black. How many? Rappers. How many? Were like it's countable. It's not. Mm. It's not like. A, but I would argue like these whole uh, like Migos and Ray Shimmered and like yeah, Pretty Little Savage and all of them are also on. Like the they combo. still made it, yeah. Like they have, they get a lot more attention than she does, right? Yeah, but they're also they're they not keep, as respected yeah. as. Bigger, it's just that they, they, they keep having they put out music like on a daily but people like because even if you look when you go to YouTube to look for music from Tinashe mm-hmm. from Jinaiko from Kelani. even Kelani even like Scissor before she before this yeah. outburst she was just like they usually they didn't have a lot of content out there and the only reason Scissor is getting a lot of buzz is because of TDE where like Ken, after Kendrick's album, mm-hmm. people knew that her like she was gonna have an album. And, yeah, like, yeah, people yeah. started listening to her. So I, I can't blame it fully on. Like I, I understand that more male rappers are out there who are like making, yeah. but like also the they they keep putting out songs. So kind yeah. of like in your face because they're always there. Yeah, yeah. And most of like like I feel like male male like male musicians they don't have high of a bar to go mm-hmm. for females like you have to actually like your voice has to be that's the thing very that's, but that's, that's what she's getting at it's a lot harder like you're it's harder for females but yeah, like I wouldn't say think. it's harder for for her or for like colorism no it's, this is a different comment yeah. so that was a different aspect of her interview this is her saying that a lot of the male rappers aren't super talented but they still make it and get a lot of fame whereas mm-hmm. I can be talented and not mm-hmm. ever live up to She's comparing herself directly with black artists and black male artists and black female artists. So that's why she's bringing. Yeah. Artists. I mean, I kind of, I don't, I kind of understand the fact that, yes, yeah, she's not getting the <coughs> recognition she she might deserve. Yeah. But like. To be honest, like I don't see her. I, maybe it's the the record label company that is not doing that. Yeah, maybe she because, has the wrong people yeah. around her. Yeah. 
But no, like, I think we can all agree that she's not necessarily... I don't see her putting in the work for her to prove that, you know, she is as talented or as committed. Because it's not just about talent. You're right. It's also about the time and effort you put into it. Like, there is artists, like Beyonce on in this case, who have consistently been putting out work for years and years. And I I don't see that from her. And you're right. It might not be her fault. But, yeah, I, I don't... But even the stuff that she's put out, like... Nothing was hasn't been to that has quality. Been so like standing where I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go back and yeah. or like wait for her to yeah. release something. Yeah, that's true. You know, if you're average, like you just should accept being, being <laughs> average. Just accept it. Like that's just your rule in life. <laughs> in life and other places. Like at least she's, yeah, you should be better. Racist. She's making money. True. But now she's getting so much attention just off this interview. Um, who's Janet Aiko? She also had new music coming out. Like, she had a single this See, what this you hear about Jane Aiko is usually in contact with Big Sean now. Yeah. Well, now. But yeah. before they were doing their thing together, like, okay. she was still respected in her own right, though, as an artist, without her being attached. I'm not saying she was to the likes of Rihanna or Beyonce, but I also don't think she strived to be. And I think She's that's the difference between yeah. Tanasha and yeah. her, because Janaiko had her own sound, like, that, the much yeah. calmer, you know, she had her thing. And she was very happy with that. Um, whereas you can obviously tell that Tanashi wants more, but she's just not getting it. And now she's like, well, this is why. Da, da, da. So I, I don't necessarily want to compare the two. Even though they are both of mixed race, I, I don't see the comparison. Between yeah, the two. I think Janae Aiko's personalities are just a lot more laid back. Yeah. Gives zero fucks as well. Yeah. She's just like, she does her own thing. If you don't like it, you don't like it. She yeah. doesn't care if someone does She's not trying to make it for the sake of making it. Yeah. She's just putting out music and then still doing her own thing. So. Is it deep? Currently, no. I feel like Tanashi thinks it's deeper than it is. I, and I think, I'm sure her comments were taken out of context in the interview because that happens a lot. And I'm sure she made some very valid points. Mm-hmm. It's just the all the attention she's getting from it is pretty negative. And people are reacting yeah. in a very in like uh, defensive way, being like, actually, yeah, it's not like this. You can't And yeah, And maybe she like didn't this. mean it like that, yeah. Maybe right. she didn't, but... I don't really think it's deep. What do you guys think? I just don't think she's talented enough. Like, <laughs> if you're gonna talk the talk, you like have to, yeah. Yeah, you want to be like Rihanna and Beyonce, you better be as talented too. Don't put yourself on that level. True. I don't think it's that deep. It's not that deep. All right then, it's not deep. No. <laughs> okay, next. It's deep. It's deep. Mm-hmm. Alright, so that's going to be it for the It's Not That Deep segment. So just a few quick things. Um, And now we're going to kind of switch over to the actual discussion piece. So I know the playoffs ended this week and the Warriors won. Fatima, I know you have something to say about that. Do you guys want to go first? Okay, let me start off by... I'm not gonna be a hater and say oh, I hate I hate Durant. I'm just gonna say congrats congratulations on the win. Mm-hmm. And I kind of knew I kind of knew like it was gonna end in game five. Yeah. But like I, I wasn't really shocked. I so, mean, I had hopes. I didn't have like, but... the thing is, like I could tell that. LeBron was kind of also done by game five. He, the way he was playing, he was, he was just trying to finish this and come back next season ready for this. Because yeah. Like, he, he looked like he had already given up. I'm going to use the word given up because the way he was playing. No, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say given up. I think he was tired. 
you, did you see how he, how, how, how he started playing in the fourth quarter? Yeah, like, but it was already out of hand by the fourth quarter. Yeah, but like, the way he was driving was different. Like, from, the way he was driving to the net was different from the way yeah. he did all, the whole game because he would just allow open white dunks. Mm-hmm. And, like, he would just, no contest, no nothing. And in the first half, he was playing no defense. Yeah. It was really weird. And then, like, after a while, he, he every time he was attacking the the net, mm-hmm. he, he he like he tried to pass the ball to someone else, until the Warriors knew like they could anticipate who he was going to pass yeah. to and like could end up being a turnover because yeah. he he didn't look like he was so he was really the into this. Is he yeah. doesn't drive because he knows he's gonna get one. LeBron doesn't get a lot of calls when he's driving yeah. because he's so big and uh, he's so big and muscular. That he like a lot of people get away with fouling him. Yeah. So like you can hack him and you, you won't get the call. And then if he does get the call, he's not the best through the yeah. free throw shooter. Free throw shooter. So I think he like dreads going to the yeah. line because he's made some like he's missed a lot of free throws like in clutch situations. So that's one thing, but because that's one reason he doesn't drive. But if LeBron is driving to the basket and making shots from the outside, he's virtually unstoppable. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just sometimes he doesn't do both. Yeah. But sorry, finish what you were saying. Uh, like for the whole thing, I feel like Kyrie was the one who took the, like took it upon himself to drive to the, to drive to the paint and try to make points off yeah, the paint. Job. Yeah, but like he 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 gave up more on three point shots and more and did Kyrie, because he's a he's a good three point shooter too, right? He's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like. I feel like they were kind of like revising the, the, like it was last minute. They didn't look like fully organized to me, the way they were playing. It didn't look like, yes, I know the game is mostly ISO, but like still at the same time, they didn't look like they were fully into it except for, for, for Kyrie. Everybody else in the team just looked like. I don't know. It's hard to say that the Cavaliers look like they weren't all together or weren't performing when we were performing against the Warriors who were so good at just like making you implode yourself like yeah. they'll force you to mess up you know yeah. what I mean? like it's hard to no, I, I understand what you're saying it's just that I, I, I don't know it's, I had a feeling you know like I felt mm-hmm. like yeah. the mentality of the Cavs was just let's get this over more than let's try to win this yeah fair enough yeah. like their body language and stuff yeah yeah did you watch it? I did watch it. Um, honestly, y'all know I don't have that much insight on basketball. That's just the honest truth. I did follow the games. I really don't have much to say. But the thing is, I did watch the highlights afterwards. And I... Not the highlights. I watched the press conference afterwards. And yeah. what I saw, LeBron... I don't want to say he looked defeated at that point. Because obviously, you're going to be upset after yeah. you lose something yeah. that huge. And you feel like, you know, it's on you. But, but he was just like... I did the best I can. He was like, I think I put everything out there. I can't speak for anyone else, but I don't regret anything. Because someone asked him, like, do you feel like there's something more you could have done? Or something like that. And he was like, no. He's like, I did my best. but And he just seemed a little, like, salty towards his teammates. Like, I did everything, but I don't think you guys did everything. I I don't know. If anybody is allowed to say that, it's LeBron. Yeah. Because he literally does everything. The amount of, like, um, the role that he has to play on the Cavs team as a point guard, 
Does the pass, shoot, drive, set yeah. up plays? And it's everything. so evident yeah. like, when he doesn't play shots. like for just a few minutes. Right. Yeah. They, like, they start considering so shots. It's, honestly, it's really visible. I think I mentioned this last time we were talking too, but from someone, from me watching someone that doesn't actually know that much about basketball and just kind of seeing it from the outside, it was very visible to me from the very beginning that he was literally on their team it was just him doing everything because then every time I watched the Warriors there was so much teamwork like they were literally doing everything together and you'd always see yeah. everyone trying to do things and then with them it was just him LeBron and it was very visible everything goes through LeBron yeah every play goes through LeBron yeah, but, that, then, but do you think that's then, how he that, wants it though or that, he's, he question. has to he doesn't have and then, and yeah. I understand because when I when I looked at it this final was like a representation of the ISO game versus the teamwork game and how it's gonna affect like all the other NBA yeah. like future NBA games in the future because someone like Steph Curry right like if he, if he was uh, like if he had the mama mentality or whatever he would never allow someone like Durant with the team because from there like the team is Durant's not allow it it just won't work well yeah. it won't work as well as yeah but now the team is like the team is Durant's and like Curry doesn't seem like at all phased by that he's just he feels like it looks like he's okay with it for mm-hmm. me yeah. I feel like he looks like he's okay with being the number two of the team and, and he uh, might be some people are yeah. okay with that right like yeah. not and everyone strives to be we know what kind of person Steph Curry is like he's not that ego yeah. yeah. like basketball is not everything in life for him yeah, yeah. Okay, what did you want to say about this? I felt very like very what okay, when it ended, yeah. The words when I was very conflicted. Because as much as I was happy for Durant, I was very sad for LeBron. Mm-hmm. Like it was I don't know how I still don't know how to feel because like when it right when it ended I was kind of upset, like damn, like you know, seven straight finals, like yeah. this is yeah, three five. <laughs> three five, this is his fifth loss, like whatever. But okay. On the side, LeBron averaged a triple double. Yeah, the Which first player. Yeah. So for it. him to be like, I did as much as I could. He's not even lying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's not even an exaggeration for him to be like, I did everything I could. I don't know what else to do. And maybe that's why he felt so exhausted by the end of it, yeah. right? And it maybe it wasn't necessarily that he gave up. It's just what you said, like he did everything he could, and what more can you do at that you point? You really can't compete with the Warriors, and then you see when like I don't remember if it was Game Two or Game Three, game one two. of the earlier games. Um, that they lost and it was like third quarter and LeBron had sat maybe like 30 seconds like he had not sat at all and they considered 12 points right I don't don't remember what happened afterwards but I saw the I was doing something and I saw him go to the bench and he I have never seen LeBron look so winded in his life he was like that was game two yeah I think it was game two he was like out of it like he couldn't breathe like he was just like (laughs) (laughs) he me me and my sister were like oh my god he's never looked I've never seen it that in 13 years Yeah. it's because they were trying to match the pace of the Warriors and they are trying to play so fast the way that the Warriors because that's the only way you can beat them you can't beat the Warriors unless you play at their pace and level Yeah. and the Cavs tried to do that and it wasn't working and LeBron just ended up being exhausted so do you think like if this playoffs was to happen again uh huh or, like, do you think that four one would be the same? Would, we, would it be still like a four one outcome or yeah four one? Like, it might be four zero actually. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like the Cubs had a chance to make this uh, at least no like a a four three type game. I felt like, like this could have gone to I this could this could have gone to game seven. Like no, I don't think so. Not with Durant. There's no doubt that if Durant had won a 
doing an OKC with Westbrook, the narrative would have been a lot more endearing. Like, they would have been like, oh my god, this yeah. is amazing, look at Durant, look at Westbrook. That would have been super cute, and everyone would have been on board. Everyone's problem now is that he cheated, and he went to a rivalry. Which goes back to the whole, like, loyalty, whatever. All this messy stuff that doesn't really matter at the end of the day, because envy is a business. Yeah. And this, you, you don't get to pick where these players go. You know what I mean? They have yeah. free will and free choice. He was a free agent. He could have gone anywhere. Yeah, it's a little sus that he went to their direct competition, who beat them. They won. And he went to an already super team who had a championship just to get that ring. Yeah. Like, who might have judged? Like, who's to say I went to the same thing? <laughs> but I was really happy. That's why people are like, he doesn't deserve it. Like, he's cheating. Yeah. He cheated the system. Like, whatever. I don't think he doesn't not deserve it, though. But he does deserve Exactly. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because... Yeah, he was averaging 30 points, almost like 30-something points in the, and just the finals. In the finals yeah. yeah, but like even in OKC, like Durant was, is an incredible player. Yeah. He is so good. He but then like if, if you are that good, right, and you're like in a place like OKC and you know that if you went somewhere else, you could be way better and have a chance to win. Exactly. Why, wouldn't you why, why would you not go there? That's it. People gave him so much shit for that, but like... That's his career and his life at the end of the day, it's right? Business, like, yeah. it's really he's also doing that for a reason. Like, as much as this sounds bad, like obviously loyalty matters, yes. No, the way he the did it was, I think, the biggest problem. So yeah, the, the way he did it. I was reading yeah. or watching something with Ennis Cantor on the team, and he was saying how they were the whole team was convinced that he's going to be signed. Like, even yeah, up yeah, until yeah. like July, or whatever June thirtieth, whatever. If you see July first, right? Yeah. Like we were all hundred percent sure that he was going to be signed. I don't know if that was them assuming that or he had or he actually them to said believe something that he was going to resign and they found out the same Ooh, way everybody yeah. else found mm. out which was the Player Tribune article which I like I didn't see why your teammates would be upset yeah. I 100% see that I can see why the fans would be upset but that doesn't still mean that he's not an amazing player and, and he gave a lot to OKC like yeah. the whole he went to finals multiple Western Conference MVP like he and came back from injury like I think I don't know if it was him what him and Westbrook had was cool they were super buddy buddy and now they're not but like you also don't know what happened right like you can never fully know his his reasoning for that like there's so much that goes in, so much that goes on in the background yeah. you don't know what what his reason and clearly something about. wasn't working for them to blow that 3-1 lead yeah. in the Western Conference Finals right like clearly something was wrong maybe he had decided that he can't he's like I'm not gonna get a ring here I feel like he, like him moving to Warriors was not necessarily the worst thing. The worst thing is how he did it because he like he basically played the whole the whole OKC. He made all of them feel bad, and if anything, like that's the only thing that made it super like made it worse than it already looked like. I felt was. bad for his teammate. I also feel for the, like I kind of have sympathy for the fans, but then. 90% yeah. of OKC fans are also like Trump supporters, so I'm like, no, maybe <laughs> Never I'll deserve mind. this. Maybe I'll deserve this. Like, Durant was too good for you guys. Um, yeah, Durant did a lot of charity in OKC. Like, yeah. it, you know, I can see why he moved on. It, maybe he did cheat the system. He did. Like, the only the downfall of him with this signing is that he really solidified what the next couple of years is going to look like, like yeah. in the NBA because. Who is going to beat these wars? Like they're yeah. literally creating a dynasty and they're becoming historic, and that's because of Durant. You know, like yeah. 
you eliminated the level of competition. Which is fun if you're a Golden State fan. Yeah. But, I'm sure that's super but then don't you want to see some kind of something else? Like, like as a mm-hmm. casual NBA fan, like, sure just a, yeah, okay, yeah, if you're just a worse fan. But I mean, if it's going to be the same outcome over and over and over again, like, if I, I'm not super, super into basketball, but if I was and I gen, you can genuinely appreciate a good game, even if that's not your team, I would want to see something different every once in a while. Like, just to have the thrill of, let me see a really good game between two really good teams and see and who's going to win. That's what Captain Warriors are. Like, I can't even be mad that it's going to be Captain Warriors because. They're so exciting when they play. Yeah, when you Finals watch them. Finals are really interesting. Yeah. When they're both going. Not like for game one and two were really bad. Yeah. yeah. Three, game four, three, and five four. were at least a little bit interesting. Um, but like if you're a fan of any other team but Cavs and Warriors. Then that's, that's not going to take you anywhere. You know what I mean? Okay. The next thing we're going to talk about was uh, Lonzo Ball and LeVar, <laughs> his dad. <laughs> And some of the comments that Lonzo big had made, <laughs> big, big ballers. Big some of the comments that Lonzo had made about his dad. Sorry, sorry. That's okay. Thanks. So Lonzo yeah. had. What yeah. exactly were the comments? I know you read them, Fatima. So he was saying that his dad is his biggest supporter, and that um, how do you feel? Someone asked him, "How do you feel about the way your father handles the PR and like the media and stuff?" Mm-hmm. Do you ever try to get him to stop making it hot for you? And he said, no, it's been like that my whole family. I tell people all the time. And he said, plus in my family, we don't talk back. So I let him do whatever he's doing. I just do whatever I got to do. And then he said, my dad's always been very positive. He set the high bar high for me to go chase it. Like I said, I'm used to it. I hear it plenty of times. Um, he's always going to be my dad. He's always going to be there for me. So I, but I wouldn't say that he handles my career. I'm my own player. I'm my own person. It's just that he's a good um, support system. Mm-hmm. That I think is a little delusional because right now, like, especially when you're not playing, you don't have your game to speak for you. Yeah. What? Are, well, who is? Well, your whole representation yeah. is the stuff that your dad is saying, right? Yeah, I feel like Lonzo thinks that he's his own player, but I don't think Lavar thinks that. I think on the dad's end, he genuinely thinks that he is his representative and he speaks for him, even if Lonzo doesn't feel the same way. And I also just feel like his comments were, you know, just for the sake of media and publicity, like you have to keep things neutral and not say anything too crazy because people will remember that stuff. So yeah. he said it that way, but just the thing where he's like we don't talk back so I'm just gonna do me for me at least that's kind of saying that like I'm not gonna say anything right now but doesn't mean I'm cool with it I I don't think his comments are that genuine and I don't think it's coming from a bad place I just think like he just doesn't want to let the whole world know that you know him and his dad may have disagreements over how they choose to handle things I think they have like clashing like Lonzo's personality isn't like that so but like he said, he, this is how it's been my whole life. Like, this is my dad. So he, knows, what he, he does, doesn't like, know anything different. Yeah. So he doesn't see anything wrong with it. Um, but yeah, you can't pretend like your dad isn't setting up. He's saying my dad doesn't handle your career. Your dad is setting up your whole career for you. Yeah, basically. Like, if you don't live up to all these these big claims and these that, expectations, yeah. you're going to get clowned. Yeah. Like, your dad is making it very hot, hard and hot for you. And then speaking on that, like he already went for the Lakers trials, right? Yeah. And they said that he looked tired. tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if that's that's his first impression, man. Like, what 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 more can we expect? It's weird. Like, I don't know. 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 Like, I don
as a dad, like your job is to hype up your kids, but not so much so that the, the bar is set so high. Yeah. And he, yeah. Because he is, like, he's young. He's, what, 18, 19, 20? Like, how, what's old yeah, is he? Probably 20. And LeVar is hyping up. It's just, it's too obnoxious, man. It's not a, a normal amount of, you know, I'm supporting my kid and I want the best for him and let me show you how amazing he is. Every parent has that and is super yeah. proud of their kid. Especially if, you know, he's super talented and he's going somewhere. But LeVar is just too much. And he's a little bit borderline of, like... I'm going to hype up my own kid and then borderline I'm being a little offensive to other people like he doesn't really know the line of where to cut it so I don't know but I think he knows the line but he always Just wants to step it. over it oh. for the sake of publicity I feel like he needs the publicity for the brand because who's, who, who does the brand belong to I so doubt it's like not the kids. It, it, it's a family one, right? Oh. Meaning the dad runs it's it, right? It's a big baller. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he's doing it mostly for the publicity of the brand, which is... He was doing it before, too. Yeah. Before they even dropped the whole brand. Yeah. I just don't no, think they, 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 I think they had the brand before. I think it just wants like a... Like they had the brand, I think. Like they were doing like t-shirts and like much, like no mm-hmm. merch, okay. like no shoes and stuff like that. I feel like... So he might be doing this just to get the big baller brand out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then from there, like, because right now, like, of recently, recently he hasn't been talking too much, right? He's cooled yeah. down. So. But I just feel like some people, in this case Lavar, like, may think that any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. And, you know, if he just makes people talk about him and stuff, that's good. And then all people will forget and they'll die down. But I, I personally don't think that. I think that, like... People do remember things, you know what I mean? And even down the road, if he shuts up or whatever, like people will still remember the comments that he said or how he acted. So I don't feel like he should just try to make a lot of noise just for the sake of making noise. Like there's people who might have been a little slower or haven't been as out there and have said the right things. And eventually they their game or their talent, whatever it is, has shown for itself and they made it really big. So I feel like he should calm down a little bit because if he's really as talented, like Lonzo's talent will... Speak for itself, yeah, but like imagine Lonzo gets drafted and it's like a complete bust. Yeah, like, yeah. And then, like, and then maybe that? like all of this talking is actually gonna is ruining his career. Course, you know what I, I mean? Said, like, like, of course, the pressure is so high because he's so young. Yeah. Like I, mean, I think you saw it in the. You see a league. The the March Madness yeah. game where like sometimes he was so good and like you could be like oh my god this kid's really talented he can do so much and other times you can see he's like yeah it gets to him like he can't perform yeah so who's to say that won't happen in the nba if your dad's gonna talk so much and that's a lot more pressure right like that's a whole different no no back to parenting you can't really tell people how to, <laughs> how to, act, with their how to kids. act with their kids but i mean if if his son doesn't if his son's used to it does this mean that because if the son is used to does this mean that when Lonzo gets like his career starts speaking, does that mean that you're gonna see Lavoie Ball in press conferences answering questions for him? Oh, Lavoie <laughs> wants his own reality. Oh my god. Lavoie just wants a show on E. <laughs> That's his goal. <laughs> Legit. Uh, I am not a supporter of Lavoie Ball. But yeah, it's just the way that he goes about doing these things. Yeah. It's not appealing. No one's arguing that it's not. Annoying. Right? <laughs> we all think we it's annoying. Think it's pretty annoying. But yeah. Later. We're talking about Spider-Man. Tom Holland says that there are plans for a Spider-Man trilogy. 
Haven't there best. been 10 million Spider-Man movies That's anyways? No Spider-Man. There's been Spider-Man. way too many. Is it still the young kid? I'm playing this kind of game. Yeah, it's not that. <laughs> what do you want then? <laughs> I always hear of a new Spider-Man movie coming out every few years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they need to know where to stop. It's just saying. There's only so much you can say with, say with the story, like. Yeah. You'd be surprised because there's a lot of like in the comics. There's a lot of different versions of the comic books. Oh, Each of them okay. have like a different storyline. Okay, so they just be making them story, from yeah from a, a different comic. I see. Are you guys into like comics and shit? No. Yeah, I mean, my roommate is into this type of stuff. He knows how the story's supposed to be before watching the movie. Oh, okay, yeah. like yeah, okay. People. Yeah. That's cool. No, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't like indulging in things too much, even sports. Like, I have. I. I, I try to make. Limit yourself. I try to make like a healthy uh, obsession. You, know, not, not, you, have, you have an addictive personality. Who? No. What? No. I don't think I do, but like I think. So then, why do you? I don't to want to to have an addictive personality. If I'm not a fan, like if I don't indulge myself into that, like I can save. Like I don't have to do all these things. And I can like still lead on all that. Then you're not getting the full experience. But I'm still Speaking like... Speaking as a true basketball <laughs> fan over here who has like every jersey. <laughs> oh, you see? <laughs> like I, I don't you're think... You're offending I, your lifestyle. I don't, I don't think I would want to be there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I just think like... Like... How, how my mind is working. I know it's a dumb type of like logic. Like, you I'm it. saving the money. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> I'm saving the money. I'm saving my sleep when I have to. And like I'm saving the anxiety that comes along with all those tension, like tension-filled games. So <laughs> for me, that's I love plus. how dramatic he makes things. Like life is too short. To yeah, not, to do that, to, to indulge yourself in that. Life is too short to get like to, to be anxious about it. What are you gonna enjoy then? I enjoy what sleep is enjoy you know, I Because you sleep way too much. Like the best feeling. <laughs> I, think I think people understand. And that's coming from two people who sleep <laughs> That's a lot coming from Adela and I true. have a sleeping problem. Because <laughs> I feel like people who are all indulged in this thing, they just I think I have an obsessive personality. Yeah. yeah. I just realized <laughs> <laughs> just now the revelation. I feel like if I like something and I get really, I really into like it. it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I want to know everything about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I spend my whole day learning about stuff. But it's yeah, I guess the whole money thing is interesting. Yeah. if you want to spend money on jerseys or games like that is costly costly. Yeah. But Waking up at a certain time or like getting anxiety and stuff like that's just part of the experience. Like you gotta embrace that. You're just reluctant. You just don't want to be a fan of anything. True. <laughs> True. I disagree with that. Yeah. I also feel like you should just try it out though. Like when I'm, I'm when I'm watching this, I just want to like this team enough so that if they lose, that's smart. I don't feel bad, but like yeah. I'm not really fully yeah. Like I'm not fully invested. Most people back home they like they like soccer, soccer and like they they come they, they they tie it up with home you know like okay. it's 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 like a part of their identity kind okay. of and then they come here there's like basketball and they're like oh this is just like a North American thing it is, yeah. so like I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna be that guy who's just like oh 
this is going on. Like, mm-hmm. There's just preference, right? Like, whatever sport or music or thing, whatever yeah. thing that you're into, if it works for you and you're... I think you're just hesitant. You're, like, very reluctant to, <laughs> yeah. to oh. indulge fully in anything, which is fine, because maybe there's, like, a bigger reason. And, like... Yeah, hopefully. You know, like, <laughs> it's like, I need an explanation. <laughs> like, you have... Maybe you have, I think you're scared of having an addictive personality. Like, you just don't want to get to that point where you can't control yourself yeah. in terms of fandom, right? Yeah. But not everyone is, like... You'd be surprised at how much um, free will humans have. <laughs> like, you can... It's not hard to draw back and be like, listen, this might be... The thing is, like... I get what you're trying to say, but then um, my personality, another thing about me is like, um, like another kind of like a perfectionist, but not in the term, that, not in the way that you you're think obsessive. about it. Well, in the way that if I'm going to put myself in in, in a sport, I w- I won't take and I I, w- I, w- I won't feel good about not knowing something about it. You know? Yeah, you like want to know everything about, about people, it. Yeah. So I'm thinking about having yeah. an obsessive personality, yeah. right? Like you just want to know everything. To know everything. Yeah, so I think that's a countermeasure too. So you just don't wanna. Because I hate I hate the fact that I like I go somewhere and I'm like oh I'm a basketball fan and people are like oh 1997 like bro who goes all know. the way to 1997 to. There's there's a degree of fandom yeah. like you don't have to be the. That, that's what like if I'm gonna say I'm a fan I have to know everything before I can. Actually oh no, that's in that. That's, that's your insecurity, yeah, that's Chris. In like that's in your head. You really don't. No that's one is gonna is give you shit, or if they do give a shit, then that's on them. If someone's gonna give you shit over not knowing every single little well, detail, like, I can say like I enjoy watching a game here or there without being a huge fan, and that doesn't bother me. But this is so if it bothers fun, right? you, this then that's ultimate. your issue. If you're going to be a fan, right, you have to strive to be the ultimate fan. Right? I don't think so. <laughs> it's not a competition. Chris. <laughs> it is though. Between who? Between who? <laughs> <laughs> who are you competing with? All the other fans? Okay, let's think about it this okay. way. The the Warriors, right? Uh-huh. They recently came out, 2014, I guess, mm-hmm. all the way right now. And people who, who, who bandwagoned, mm-hmm. they're still fans, right? Mm-hmm. But people won't call them fans. Because you don't know enough, like you don't know the team before that time. But being a fan doesn't mean you have the almost knowledge about something. Being a fan just means you enjoy watching. Yeah, and also the whole like bandwagoning thing. I think there's a difference between like someone who just bandwagons just because everyone else is getting excited and then doesn't actually continue to follow it. And if someone just happened to join in the middle. It's not their fault that they joined it later on. I don't know, maybe they didn't know about it or whatever. But then they actually follow it later on. That person could still be a fan. Like, I don't have to start as early as you for me to still enjoy the same thing. Mm-hmm. That's different than a bandwagon. It's but, just like, if you just go listen, on and you go off listen, again. Listen, I'm not, I'm not arguing about the timeline. I'm arguing about knowledge that you have. But Chris, being a fan isn't contingent about your knowledge. So right now, like, if, I, if I watch my first hockey game and I decide, okay, I like the... I like what, this. Uh, uh, and I, uh, you can say, yeah, I'm a hockey fan, I like watching hockey, that's it. No one's going to be like, it's really annoying when people, actually, I have the exact opposite sentiment. It's annoying when people are like, oh, you're a basketball fan? Well, what, who's this player? Who's, yeah, who's it's like, for the most triple doubles, like, who was the yeah. last person to break? Like, I'm not a trivia knowledge, you know, <laughs> robot. Like, 
And I just feel like boys do that a lot. Maybe it's a boys. Yeah, they're annoying. If you ever tell a boy, like basketball, if you ever, not even just basketball. If you ever tell a boy like anything, so what about this? Right, anything that's like slightly masculine and not necessarily the most feminine thing. Specifically with basketball, for me, it happens a lot. If you're ever like. Watching games, yeah. where you're like, so you say something that suggests that you keep up with the NBA, they start quizzing you. Yeah, Chris, don't be an annoying boy. I'm no. not saying, I'm just saying we need a word for people like who are not. The word's called fans. <laughs> okay. Okay, you're confusing what being a fan is and being like a sports analyst. Is. <laughs> if I'm on TV getting paid to talk about basketball, I better know everything, exactly. like, because I don't want to sound stupid either. Right. But if I'm a fan and I can say, I watch basketball when the Warriors are playing, I just want to watch basketball when the Warriors are playing. That doesn't make me any less of a fan than if I know who broke the Warriors record in 1995. I'm not saying broke, but at least, like, know something about the past before. Why? Why so you tell me, like, if I decide to support Raptors from 20, 2017, right? Yeah. And know nothing about the Raptors before that time, and just know something from 2017 then onwards, yeah. I'm still a fan? Yes. Okay, let me ask you a question. For example, as you said, people back home, they're only really into soccer, right? Yeah. Basketball's a North American thing. Same thing for me. Before yeah. I came here, never watched basketball, wasn't played back home, nothing. Yeah. I came here, it's a part of the culture, it's a part of the city, so I started getting into it and I started learning about what's going on in the moment. And now I can say that I enjoy and I like this thing. It's not my fault that I didn't know anything before. Yeah, like, it's not, it's not up to me. And I'm not going to spend my time catching up on 22 years. I'm, I'm just going to enjoy and learn what's going on from now. What's wrong with that? It doesn't make you any less of a fan. <laughs> I think you think the word fan is so pristine. No, objectively though, the word fan is an extreme term. <laughs> like you're taking the very literal Listen, definition of it. If this would have won, that's what I'm no, saying. You would, no, you would not. No, you would not. No, you would not. Why? I'm, I'm, I'm using. I'm using, yeah. I'm using, I'm using. Yeah, using. the only thing you're basing it on is the dictionary and maybe some weird people <laughs> making you feel this way. <laughs> what are you basing it on? Hand. Exactly, what are you basing it on apart from The personal? fact that no one is sitting there and like questioning us on trivia and stuff if I'm just like, oh, I enjoy watching this or I'm a fan of basketball, I'm a fan of this artist or whatever, whatever. And the fact it that you don't have to know okay, so everything. It still down to what your definition of the word fan is. I genuinely think it's in your head where you're holding yourself up to the standard where if I ever label myself as a fan... I have to be the ultimate fan. I have fan. to be the ultimate fan, but doesn't, no, other people don't see it like that. You know what I mean? I think, I think it's, you just see it like that. Yeah. So most people don't see That's what you're telling me. Yeah. yeah. So if we were to... No, I don't believe that. I don't <laughs> believe that most people just see it as a... This conversation is hilarious. <laughs> I can't take this seriously. I mean, you believe whatever you want, but I really don't think that everyone sees it the same way you do. The majority of the people. No. What your definition of a fan is? My definition of a fan is. But not you can't have one. different definitions of the same one. We has. Chris, people have subjective definitions of stuff all the time. People interpret things differently, Chris. We're all different people. Isn't that an insult to language school? Okay, now, do you just want to argue? No, I'm just trying to prove my point. I'm just trying to prove my point. Six and a half hours later. Okay, Chris, you can go ahead since you should be talking so much. before we went into this. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Uh, we encourage you guys to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend. And uh, thanks for the love. Subscribe.
Subscribe. And bye. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Run all the talking, go on and do it. Running through the party, bottle of Bacardi, rolls in my ear, saying, Storm, don't do it. Devil on my shoulder, I don't like.